Look, up on the slopes. What is that? Well, it looks like a pair of cross-country skiers going downhill. No, it must be some alpine skiers with broken bindings. Wait, on closer inspection, it's... Those Telly Guys. Well, good morning, everybody out there that likes to prance around on Telemark skis. My name is Rich, and I'm joined by Morgan here, and this is the Those Telly Guys podcast. Uh, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. I've had a, a good week. It did snow on the weekend, a little bit more than they forecast, and I got a good ski day in with Mr. Samuel Ferguson, can you believe? I can't believe it, and I can't believe that I that I missed out on being able to frolic around the slopes with um, the two other members, founding fathers, rather, of uh, of those tally guys. So, um yeah, that uh, that would have been awesome, and I'm sad that I wasn't there for such a momentous occasion. It was sad not having you there, and it really was joyful because they opened Scott's chair the day before, and then they opened Ru- they opened Ruin chair up at Falls Creek, of course, and we even got some fresh turns in the Pow Pow that was left behind. That was that was really quite nice. Over on Ruined Castle. Yeah, just around St. Elmo's Slide there and South Face. It was it was a beautiful, beautiful time. Um, reconnecting with Ferg, who doesn't look like he's Mr. Beat. He was dropping knees all over the place. Yes, and I believe it's been, well, it's obviously been some time since he skied in general, but it's been even longer since he skied Talamark. Um, obviously, we had our trip to Japan 18 months ago and um, Ferg, dare, dare, oh, I I can't. I can't bring myself to say he skied on his. his okay, uh, don't worry. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, his alpine skis. Oh, oh, oh god, you um, can't use that word. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it's like Voldemort in Harry Potter. Yeah, he's, yes, he skied. He skied on you know what. Yes, we should call it that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> he skied on you know what. The bindings that shan't be named. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, very good. But yes, it was a lovely time. I, I have something to admit though, Morgan, on the Sunday morning I went up and it was lovely snow. Um, I, I was skiing with some snowboarders. Oh, yes. dear me. What, and what compelled you to, uh, to do this? Well, a friend came up and he likes to swap between skiing and snowboarding, which uh, is fine. Yes. You know, it's good to have those, those friends. We recognize those friends. But uh yeah, there were some other fellow tally skiers out and I could not join them as I was with the snowboarders, which is fine. You know, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. You know, it's fine. It's, I mean, it's fine. So they're friends. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's friends. They're fine. But anyway, what are we discussing today, Morgan? Well, today I think we're going to do a little therapy session, Rich, because, you know, as telemark skiers, we really are the minority on the mountain. Yeah. Um, when... You know, obviously, when we move into the backcountry, we're probably still the minority, but there is a stronger showing of telemark skiers compared to the rest of the population that goes backcountry skiing. But certainly in the resorts, certainly here in Australia, certainly here in Victoria, telemark skiers are the minority at the ski resorts. So because this is the case, telemark skiers, I believe, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, are often the butt of jokes or taunts from other members of the public what do you think about this yeah it it does seem to happen and i suppose all of it is in jest but it hits it hits the heart (laughs) sometimes it really does 
And some of it is just like myths about telly that just aren't true, or at least they're not true anymore if they were a fact in the past. And it cuts me deep. It cuts me real deep, especially when you're out there proving that you can do what they're saying that is impossible until he's out, whether it be in the resort of the backcountry. And I don't know, is it, is it a thing of jealousy or just pure hate? It's, it hurts, Morgan. It hurts. <laughs> yes, sometimes I, I feel that the naivety of others toward the art or the mode of telemark skiing is often uh, at the root of such taunts. And obviously we do understand that the majority of the time these uh, these comments and, and things are clearly all in, in good humour and we certainly throw them around uh, in good humour as well. Um, so, yeah, just uh, we would hasten to add that this is, you know, purely for comedic value, as is most of the things that we do. Right. Absolutely. But should we get stuck in? This is telemark therapy time. Welcome to telemark therapy time. Today, you're joined by doctors Rich and Morgan. They're here to discuss all the problems that you have experienced as a telemark skier. You are not alone in this. We are all in this together. You are a good person. So, grab your favourite mix of scroggan, a cup of your favourite brew of kombucha tea, and sit back as we talk about problems we experience together. Telemark therapy time. And if you're out there and you can relate to this, please, we feel for you. The first item, Morgan, is mean insults from members of the public. We were skiing around having a great day. We met up with an old friend that once was trying out tallies and had his heels locked into bindings that shan't be named. And we asked if he was still telemark skiing and he said, he said, telemark skiing can eat a bag of trouser snakes. That, that hurts. Yeah, that is, that is quite mean. Yeah, he then went on to say that he had no desire to tally anymore because it just wasn't going to get him to where he wanted to be, which was skiing the coolars of Europe. Might I add the icy, steep coolars were the words he used to describe such a destination. What do you think, Morgan? Is it just too impossible to use tally skiing equipment down such terrain? Well, I mean, such comments do insinuate that uh, telemark skiing is potentially more difficult or more difficult to learn than alpine skiing um, but I don't think it's impossible it can be done but it was it was quite a, a heartfelt taunt from him he was very serious the belief that you just could not keep up with today's alpine equipment on tele skis which I just don't think is necessarily true at all I mean you have to look at 
people like Ty Dayberry that are absolutely doing freakish things on tally skis in the backcountry and uh, not just skiing it but also doing ridiculous tricks on it too so I mean that's proof in the pudding enough isn't it that tally skiing is right there and right in front or at least at the same level I can see I can see why people might suggest that telemark skiing would hinder you in terms of just cutting fast laps um, in the resort because I mean the way that I like to look at it is if you're just skiing the short runs here in Australia like I don't know like when you're on alpine skis there's not I don't know you don't you don't get the same joy in the in the turn from you know just a parallel turn so there is an incentive just to pin it and go fast and then jump on things or do tricks and things like that whereas when you telemark skiing you just kind of cruise or go fast but but you know it's not really telemark skiing unless you do a telemark turn whereas with alpine skiing you know it's it's just skiing you just ski you ski in a straight line you ski over there you ski over here uh, i don't know it's just a, it's like a completely different different ball game yeah that's right so what do you think is an appropriate response to someone saying that telemark skiing can eat a bag of trouser snakes <laughs> I, I think you should just uh respectfully bite your tongue and uh not start any fights I, I don't i don't know what an appropriate response to that uh to um you know such rude comments would be i think the proof is in the pudding like i said before and you know you can go out and ski with people like that as we did and you know they're the ones trying to keep up which says you know telemark skiing is just fine i think what about when <laughs> this this is not really one though is it <laughs> when you get <laughs> sworn at by a horde of angry snowballs rich has well, that ever happened to you <laughs> it has well this is i mean everyone can relate to this regardless if they're on tellies or not <laughs> well i think there's a bit of cannibalism too like i'm pretty sure snowboarders yell at each other as yeah, well in the i'm resort. sure they do <laughs> it's it's a hard one because i can't really understand what they're saying half the time <laughs> is that because their long hair is like blowing in front of their face yeah well yeah <laughs> quite muffled and um it's hard to take someone with a turtle strap to their bottom very seriously do you know what i mean <laughs> with both feet strapped to the one thing scooching around causing accidents as soon as they get off the chair yeah and there's quite a lot of um as, as we said a lot of snowboarders up on the hill but there is a bit of gangsters paradise going on especially near the park and yeah they're, they're more than happy to punch out a bit of abuse to someone else only when they're together it seems like they're strength in numbers and it's not all necessarily necessarily warranted half the time but i think it's um you just kind of walk past like or ski past like a you know like a small dog that's barking at you from behind a fence when you cruise down the street to pick up some milk or whatnot you just kind of acknowledge it's there and just keep moving on without provoking it well as i mentioned years ago in the uh using the great analogy of star wars as everything can be related to and in and around uh this the snowboarders um were, were like the sand people of tatooine yeah uh, a, prim a primitive being primitive being acknowledge <laughs> that they are handy for some things we're just not 100 percent sure yet what that might be apart from 
getting droid parts from. Oh, oh no, no, you're getting the, you're getting the sand people confused with um, what are they called? The no, what are, what are they called? The small dudes. They're like like the they go around and they they like capture C three PO and R two D two. Jawas, yeah, the Jawas, the Jawas. What about this next one? This is a, a taunt that we often get, Morgan, from the chairlift or even just yeah. skiing past a, a group of happy alpine skiers. I think their their taunt is right up there with the wittiest thing they've said uh, for the day. Excuse me, <laughs> sir, your binding is broken. Well, this one just lacks it. It lacks creativity. Um, it lacks. Uh, wit and it's just it's just lame rich you know there's this this can be debunked straight away by the notion that the original type of ski binding was the ye olde mm-hmm. free heel binding that us telemarkers love to ski around on in 2021 so therefore i would say that the alpine ski binding is broken because it's just not the original kind of ski binding. So how, how can you possibly say that uh, a ski binding is broken when that was the original mode of, um, of skiing? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense to me, frankly. What do you think? I think Sondre Norheim would be turning in his grave every time Absolutely. an alpine, an alpine skier says that. But it's all about having a good retort, isn't it? I yes, mean, and, and you have a great one, don't you? Yes, and I'm not sure if I made this up, but I've I certainly heard it from my mouth first, but I'd like to respond with, no, sir or madam, I have just taken my training heels off. Which I, I think is a, a great retort and I'm yet to get a comeback from that. Is that because immediately after you say that you ski off down the hill so that you can't hear their comeback to you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty scared. I get away pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about, um, have you ever been told that because of the type of equipment that you're using, Rich, that you can't do a particular thing? Here's, here's a good one for you. Have you ever been told that you can't ski in the park because you are on tele skis? Yes. Yes, I have. And admittedly, back in my early days of skiing, and this takes me all the way back to Mount Washington in Canada, where I tried tele for the second time ever and um, witnessed other tele skiers, I had the belief that that wouldn't work on parks or, or you know, or hitting features to do tricks just because of the, the floppy heel. But I was mm. absolutely blown away one day riding the eagle chair there and a teleskier came down and just hit this huge roller and yeah did this amazing 180 and landed switch and then continued to pin it downhill and i just thought wow i'm absolutely wrong here and all the stuff that's been fed to me by other alpine skiers and snowboarders is incorrect it's false as as jonathan frakes would say it's false yeah that's false yeah, that is false. Yes, um, I, I must say, uh, I am. The park does not entice me, but I do know that many telemark skiers do like to dabble in the park. 
particularly some of the um obviously you know in the social media age with uh, instagram and things like that and the plethora of videos out there we do know that um you know many of the top athletes as as you might uh, refer to them as in talanak skiing around the world do like to go into the park and there are some fantastic skiers that show you that you know you can do some really cool tricks um on tele skis in the park and you know it's probably more a matter of um having the right kind of ski because obviously in the park you're probably going to want some some sort of twin tip ski so um you know that probably plays more of a deciding factor in being able to ski in the park than rather rather than um, what sort of binding you're using yeah absolutely and it's interesting because not only are they doing cool tricks? They're doing tricks that you just can't do on snowboards or alpine skis too. I mean, just doing the double press, you know, into some sort of jump and then doing, you know, some sort of combination of twists and turns or upside down action. That sort of thing is just impossible on alpine skis due to the training heels. Mm. So that's some really u- unique and original tricks coming out, which yeah, I respect a lot. To, uh, yep. Mainly because... Uh telemark skis have the ability to use the force oh well, yes yeah you're just tapping it to <laughs> the force there to do all sorts of crazy jedi madness but even um and the king of the heel guys over in america the mm-hmm. competition hosted by tele colorado yep. they're really showing off tele skiing in all sorts of ways um, across many different dimensions. I would say the multiverse of tele skiing madness every time that comes out. And I'm hoping it comes out again this year. But if you can see all sorts of skiers doing all sorts of weird tricks and it's, it's super cool. And surely puts that belief that you can't do certain things on tellies in the park to bed. 100%. Um, other things that you might have been told about that you can't do on tele ski, so you've probably been told that you can't ski in the park. What else have you been told that you well, can't do on telemark skis, Rich? The number one thing that, and this is number one for me because I have a vested interest in pursuing this in the future, is that you can't ski patrol on tellies. So I've looked into joining ski patrol and I'm, I'm quite interested, but I keep getting told that I need to lock my heel down to ski patrol, which doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me, given that we've talked to Sven Gorham on the podcast last year, ski patrols on tally is just fine. And even says that it's better in a lot of ways. And mm. yeah, also being our, able to move across and up and down. Yes. Also our friend Fraser, who also is a ski patroller at Parisher, or at least was, I'm not sure if he's there this year. He says it's great. And I have seen a few patrollers at Falls, um, the very resort I'm interested in signing up as a trainee apprentice patroller they've got tally skis too so i'm not really sure why this belief is there but i've heard that it's all based on just being able to step in and out easily when you've got patience and you know you need to be quick which makes sense but that that problem has been resolved hasn't it yes uh with the advent of ntn is that what you're referring to I am indeed, or even just some of the 75 mil bindings that you can step into these days, such Mm. as the 70M and the Bishop, you can step into those without any problems. Yeah. I am keen to pursue this a little further in the future. I'm not sure if it's one of those things that you just have to start on Alpine skis just to satisfy the 
the job criteria and then you can kind of wiggle your way over back onto the ridgy dig of ski bindings but yeah, yeah. i'm not 100 yeah, sure yeah i've got no idea i would have thought that you know particularly if you know you literally never ski alpine and all you ski and all you own is telemark equipment and you show them that you are proficient on telemark skis then i don't see any reason why they would want to remove you from your natural habitat as it were and put you on alpine skis yeah that's right it's like being kept in captivity isn't it morning bread bread in captivity <laughs> that's this should all alpine skiers if i have that sticker on their helmet or something yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i kid i kid um yes well speaking of ngn rich what's uh do you have another one yeah the last kind of item for our therapy time today is taunts from putting on the heel throws now this happens regularly and not just from snowboarder and alpine skiers but also from telemark brethren quite often i've been putting on my heel throws and a ntn skier will come past and say mate it's time to step into the modern era oh that really just hurts doesn't it 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 does hurt and i don't i've never really had a good retort for this I just kind of, as I'm scrambling around, trying to get that heel throw into the back of my boot, I just kind of make some nonsensical noises. And you know, by the time I've thought of something, they're gone. Um, what, what's your response usually to this, Morgan? Well, my response is by trying to justify my action by saying that I only need to do it, hopefully, you know, two times for that day as was the case when we were skiing last weekend or the weekend before, whenever it was, you know, you put your your skis on with great difficulty in the morning and then you take them off for lunch and then you put them back on after lunch and then you take them off at the end of the day. And so, you know, hopefully you get away with only having to do it twice for the day. That's true. I, the one thing I have said before is reduce, reuse, recycle, as if I'm just using... Oh old equipment um you know and, and playing the stereotype that i'm a more sustainable person that's all i've got i think they've got one on us there um, yeah unless absolutely. i get the, get the bishop bindings that you can step into or the 7tms which i will not be doing anytime soon because i just i love my axles too Ooh, much yeah it'd be, it'd be a dream come true if they made a step-in function that can be retrofitted to the axle wouldn't it but i doubt that's going to happen yeah, you would not, you wouldn't think so um, purely because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, why, you know, what's wrong with the axle? And 22 Designs already make the Outlaw. So, why would they, you know, they've spent all this time putting R&D into, That's into right. the Outlaw. So, why would they bother trying to stuff around with the axle? You yeah. know, you, you would imagine that it's, there's going to come a time, because I believe they, they still make the axle. They do. New. They do. Um, there will come a time where they just decide to stop making it altogether. But um, yeah, I guess the time that we sort of got into telemark skiing, NTN was really, I don't know, well, at least in Australia, it was like it was definitely around, but it wasn't as prevalent. No, yeah. Um, and, but now, yeah. It's, re it's really 
yeah, kind of everywhere now, isn't it? You can kind of see yeah. people on NTN gear all over the place. So the taunts yeah. are becoming more and more frequent, which is just really, really hard. But oh, we welcome them. We do welcome them. We're up from we it's good practice trying to make some sort of retort. But all this new gear out there, it seems, has just flooded the marketplace with old 75 mil gear, which is just awesome. And this is a good True. segue into the yeah. classifieds, isn't it, Morgan? You've the classifieds, wow. Tell him he's dreaming. You've picked up a, a new set of skis recently. I did. Um, and I did actually tell the fella um, when I collected the skis from, from his house last week that I would um, mention it on the podcast. So, um, so yeah, I collected some beautiful yellow DPS whalers, which are just sitting across the room from me right now. And they already have the inserts for some 22 designs bindings. So isn't that very exciting? Can't wait to put some axles in those and take them out for a rip. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my little buy last week, Rich. Excellent. And I've had a bit of a win too. We saw these skis last week when we were perusing the classifieds, whether it be on Facebook marketplace or Gumtree, but I went and picked up those beautiful old school skis. So this is for the leather setup. I picked up some old atomic skis that are 191 centimeters long. And yes, oh, they're, they're beautiful. They have the Reva 2 binding on them, Ooh. which is quite nice. So it does have the heel throw. In the last episode, we were talking about the Reva bindings and we skied the first conception of them. And uh, now we'll be able to try out the second uh, conception of them, which is, looks quite cool, more modern. Yep. But something really surprised me. I didn't notice this on this binding, Morgan. Yeah, I've never seen this piece of equipment before. When I picked them up, Dave was the the seller, and I said, "Oh wow, I've, this has got some sort of brake system on it." And so underneath the Reva twos, they're sitting in kind of like something like the volley release plate, except it's made by Rotterfeller. It's kind of like a Rotterfeller release plate system. So same okay. idea, but it look looks kind of streamlined and really really cool. Um, so I'm really keen to get out there and test it out on the leathers. And that's the other thing. He also threw in another pair of leather boots for free. Size 43, though, not my size. But, you know, someone else will be able to get in them and dance away eventually. So super exciting and I'm really keen to try them out. Yes, well, um, I, I guess you could say between between us and um, some other friends of ours, we are collecting quite a significant library of um skis and 75 mil bindings and we do we do have a few pairs of boots especially after sam ferguson decided to leave his pair of boots behind your place the other day so please if you are you know you know in this vague sort of general part of the world and you are listening in and you're not into telemark skiing and you want to give it a try you know feel free to swing us a message and we would um you know if you if you happen to have the you know right boot size for whatever we have lying around we we would be more than happy to lend you some gear i suppose wouldn't we rich yeah absolutely there's certainly a bit of gear kicking around in the shed at the moment um quite a number of axles um that's that's also becoming some sort of obsession anyway um <laughs> This might be worth mentioning something from the mailbag, seeing we're talking about uh, classified items on the marketplace. 
Yep, give it to me. You've got mail. Just recently, we've had our friend Lenny write in. And you might remember Lenny from last year, Morgan, when we had the Future of Tarmac Skiing episode all the way from South Australia. Yes, of course. Lenny from Adelaide, absolute legend. Um, loves a loves a Telemark ski and just so happens to be selling some Telemark skis. He is. And he wrote in a message saying, hey, Tally guys, Lenny here, the future of Telemark skiing. Hope everything is going well. Just thought I would let you know that I'm selling a pair of my old Telemark skis over on Facebook Marketplace for any other young Telemark prodigies. A good pair of skis to start on or a great for the park. Cheers. And he sent us the link there. And we've had a look at the link and mm-hmm. they look quite good, don't they? Yeah, well, they are. They look like a fun ski for um, whoever would suit a... 133 centimetre long ski. I suppose that's, um, I don't know, what sort of what sort of um, height or aged child are we sort of aiming these at, do you think? Well, I suppose anyone that is in the in the height kind of area of 130-odd centimetres. Yeah, like um, maybe you're one, like, yeah, hunt from 120 to 140 centimetres tall, maybe. Could, could yeah. yeah, even the tip of the ski could go up to their shoulder and that would be that would be pretty good. If it starts getting lower than that, then it's time for something else. But they look to be some sort of atomic ski called the Ben Chetler. Yeah, as you mm. said, 133 centimetres long, a turn radius of 11 metres, 121 at the tip, 90 underfoot, 113 at the back, a little scratched on the edges, but they look pretty good. And they are with the 70M Tour Telemark binding. So that's definitely better than the power because you can tour on these bad boys, um, ah, okay. which is quite Very exciting. I and, believe. Um, yeah, it looks, like, it looks like a pretty good setup, as you said. Good condition for um, their, their age and, you know, given how much they've been used, I'm sure. And, um, yeah, they're handmade skis, according to the placard, underfoot and um they look like it looks like a great setup so uh please get in touch with lenny if you are keen for some youth telemark skis yeah they look awesome but having just looking at the photos i can't see the little switch where you can put it into tele into sorry telemark, where you can say, put it oh, into tour mode is that the little thing on the is that that little ring on this like side of the red thing or is that for uh, where you attach your leashes your your leashes yeah um usually just near the toe cage underneath there is a bit of a switch it could be there um might just not be seeing it but anyway a, a great setup regardless well it's been it's been a beautiful therapy session morgan i i feel better for it and i hope the listeners if they've had similar problems with taunts or just, you know, myths about Telemark that just aren't true. I hope this has really helped. Absolutely. Looking forward to next week's episode, Morgan, where we catch up with our friends from New Zealand for an Across the Ditch episode. Absolutely. Soy Boy, he's uh, was one of our, uh, I don't know, like early, early followers of the of the Instagram stream. So it'll be great to uh, finally catch up with him and find out what sort of season they're having and find out about, about these, uh, you know, about the, uh, the telemark exploits 
in New Zealand. Yeah, and I'm also keen to hear about his little pooch that he takes up. Oh, of when course. He, when he skins up to the top of the resort, I'm, I just want to know about the rules of all that. And I like to think of it as a powder hound, but um, certainly probably doesn't meet the imagery that comes to your head when you think of a powder hound. But yeah. uh, I guess we'll talk more about that later. It's, it's a cool little dog. Thanks again, Morgan. And yes, thanks, Rich. Hopefully see you on the slope soon again. Yep. See you next time. Bye-bye. Hello again. This is Telemark Skier Dr. Rich here. If this episode has caused you any distress, or if you have other problems that you are dealing with as a Telemark Skier, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us. Contact us at those teleguys at gmail.com We're here for you with every lunch with every turn forever forever